Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where a guy with a film degree. And a guy who knows how to work a DVD player. Talk to you about movies. It's another Brownie Bites news update. This but- week, Nicolas Cage got married. The Raz- Oh, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> the Razzie nominees came out. And Could you contain all their love in a cage? <laughs> and Netflix Please don't keep their babies in a cage. <laughs> and Netflix is cracking down on password sharing. All that and a little bit more on this episode of Brownie Points. All right, everybody, happy Sunday. Welcome to the start of a new week, and welcome to a Brownie Bites news update. Longtime listeners know we like to talk about the news first instead of jump right into the reviews, so... Fugue. I like that. Ah, there it is. There it is. I I just gotta say Fugue and do a beer pop, and I'm done for the week. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I was going to say, I like having Fugate at the start now. It's pretty funny. Uh, but yes, uh, like I was saying, guys, we have quite a few news stories to go through. Uh, not as much as usual, but uh, some pretty good stuff here. But before that, a little bit of a personal update, uh, as we always do now. Um, not too much on my end. Can't, can't say much is going on on my end, except I have to ask nick to listen to this movie pitch i want to know how excited you are to potentially watch this movie like not that we're going to do it for the show and you'll know why here in a second but i have to pitch you this movie that i discovered today because i was going through my emails and i saw i had one from criterion that i didn't open and it was telling me that i could redeem a month of criterion channel on top of the two-week trial that they just standard offer for everybody so i was like ah we're six weeks of criterion channel why not so while I was on there, I found a movie called Park Lanes, and it's this documentary. I already don't like it. <laughs> it's a documentary that came out in 2015, but uh, just now, six years later, uh, is streaming on Criterion Channel. And it follows uh, these workers in a bowling uh, bowling alley parts um, factory. They build stuff for bowling alleys in this factory in Virginia. And... The hook of this documentary is that it is literally as long as a work day. It is an eight hour on the dot. Like, I think it's eight hours and 25 seconds for credits. It is a literal work day documentary. So I watched a little bit of it and that's literally it. The camera is just not a literal fly on the wall like a security camera. Like, it's like the director is on the floor watching like just the mundanity of the work of just it's a normal work day in america this is what's happening at this factory so (laughs) on a scale of one to ten how interested would you be in watching this movie (laughs) remember it's literally eight hours long (laughs) and it's not meant to be seen in parts literally start to finish eight hours Is there a number less than zero? That's 
the exact answer I was expecting. <laughs> I can't promise I'm going to finish it. I watched about 30 minutes of it before we got on mic here, but I can't promise I'm actually going to watch all eight hours of it. I'm definitely not going to watch it in an eight-hour setting. <laughs> Dan, why didn't you come to work today? Because I was watching someone else do work for eight hours. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's just what stood out to me. There's a couple other movies I'm going to probably try to watch in the next six weeks on there, but... Uh, honestly, that's the most exciting thing that's happened to me is I got a Criterion Channel subscription. Uh, Nick, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> uh, well, I had Monday off. Um, oh, I found something in our backyard. Oh, yeah. You, you need said... to ask what I found. Yeah, you. well, what did you find, even though you sent me a picture of it? <laughs> I found a headless rabbit in our backyard. <laughs> something <laughs> ripped the rabbit's head off and i was i sat down i was i work from home still and i sit down in my room to uh to like log on to my computer and start work and uh as that's happening i turn and i look at the window that's right literally right next to my desk and i look and i was like oh there's a bunny laying in our backyard and i like went back to my computer's like wait rabbits don't typically just lay in yards like it was like stretched out i was like rabbits don't do that and then i looked and i was like i don't think that thing has a head and then i went downstairs and went outside and looked at it and i was right it did not have a head and if you're wondering i got a picture um uh i sent it to dan i was gonna say this picture is not going on our show social right <laughs> tweeting it now um <laughs> but yeah i saw that that was gross um had monday off i got monday and tuesday off this upcoming week so i had to use a bunch of vacation days um other than that so uh today actually is my six month uh anniversary of being married to my lovely wife kelsey <laughs> oh god um <laughs> and i think nothing sums up our marriage better than that um that, that, that was a beautiful way to sum up six months of marriage <laughs> No, but other than that, no, nah, I don't have much. I'm taking, I'm getting some work done on my car on Monday, but nothing really. Good stuff. Good stuff. Just another, kind of like Park Lane, uh, just another mundane week for us. But luckily, there is a lot of news to cover, like I said. Uh, the first thing is the return of who passed away this week. And this one's actually... Um, Besides the bunny yeah. in my backyard. <laughs> Yes. seriously dude i just wake up and i look out the window and i was like what is that oh my god <laughs> like it's so startling and what's funny is so kelsey said that when she was getting ready for work nala was looking out the back window and she was being kind of weird and kelsey like got her attention and she looked over and kelsey took a picture and she goes i don't know what she's being weird about in the background of kelsey's photo <laughs> you can see the headless corpse of that rabbit oh my gosh <laughs> That's I hope I hope that was your first text back is like uh you might want to zoom in on that. <laughs> no no no. I texted Kelsey uh, the picture I sent you. I went out there and I just like took a picture of it and I was like, I found this in the backyard. Oh my god. And then Kelsey comes home, she's like, Yeah, Nala was acting weird. I wonder if she saw it. And then like in the background you can see it. Yeah. <laughs> Poor bunny. And she's like, I wonder if she saw it, and I was like, Well, I can see it right there. Yeah. <laughs> she's crazy. We we don't know what did it. It was not there when the sun went down. It happened overnight, so. I I don't know. Maybe a coyote? How, are there coyotes in your suburb? I have no idea. I mean, 
not that I, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. Um, but at the same time, but the other thing too, I talked with my dad about it and he goes, I don't think it'd be a coyote. And I was like, well, what I think might happen is something might've been eating it. Our motion sensor lights went off. Um, and it ran away cause it got started. He goes, nah, coyote, even with a motion sensor light wouldn't leave that much of a rabbit. He goes, maybe it was like a neighborhood, like wild cat or something. And I was like, it could be, I don't know. might be a fox, might be a owl or some other bird. Um, could be Batman. Could be a, <laughs> could be a weasel. Um, it could be. Oh, I sent. Let me let me read. I sent something to a guy I used to work with because we were talking about it. Let me see. I was like, uh, where is it? Uh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if it was a if it was a hawk because I think they roost at night. I was like, I don't know of any coyotes, but maybe an aggressive fox, some sort of cat, radioactive person. A bear, a bear's fan, Brett Favre. I don't know. Batman. It could have been Batman. <laughs> what if it was Brettman and it was a, it was a guy dressed up like Brett Favre, but it's not <laughs> Brett Favre. I thought you were gonna say, "What if it was drunk Bat or drunk Ben Affleck?" <laughs> Hi, my name's Ben Affleck, and I've got a mouthful of rabbit head. Ew. <laughs> It's for a role. But, <laughs> but but before we start with the show, I just want to say rest in peace to Mr. Rabbit. I'm not sure if it was Mr. It could have been a Mrs. I don't know, but rest in peace. <laughs> that wasn't the first thing you checked when you found the, the headless rabbit. Was, was it a guy or a girl? <laughs> no, I checked if it had a head. <laughs> I also thought it was missing a leg. Turns out it was contorted back behind its side. That would help explain how it was unable to get away. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, poor little guy. But uh, in sad news as well, um, for our first story, like I said, it's who passed away this week. Um, Not too long after we finished taping our uh, last episode, our last Brandy Bites episode, uh, it was reported that uh, Michael Wolf Snyder passed away at 35 of suicide. Uh, He was the production sound mixer for Nomadland, uh, the current frontrunner for Best Picture, uh, but that what his job title means is that he was the guy literally on set recording the sounds for every shoot during the the actual like on location shoot day so um i mean there I mean, obviously like it's not a high profile role uh one that gets talked about a lot but um nonetheless it's still uh just the fact that um it was the way he passed away and just uh the mental health questions and things like that that get raised when you hear something like that, especially now with COVID. Um, not just because it's no, it, he's attached to Nomadland. Like just, uh, this was just a really sad story to read, um, especially in light of all the attention coming towards this movie and what it could have done for his career. But obviously something much bigger than that was going on. And uh, just, I just wanted to bring it up just from the bottom of our hearts. Our, we, we send our deepest condolences to the Wolf Snyder family. Cause that was just that I can't imagine what that must be like, especially right now during, uh, during the pandemic, you know? Yeah. So yeah, getting that out of the way for a little bit of happier news. There's no great segue into this, but we have to celebrate literally three hours after we finished taping our last Brownie Bites news episode, this came up. TMZ reported that Nicolas Cage, greatest actor in the world, according to us, married 
for the fifth time. This time he married Rico Shibata. Um, I couldn't really find that much about her other than she's 26 and that this is his fifth wife. They got married actually a month ago on February 16th in Las Vegas where Nicolas Cage resides. Um, I saw the photos they they had of it, and then it looked like a cool ceremony. She had, uh, Rico had a nice uh, nice Japanese style um, gown on, and Nick Cage, I guess, was wearing Tom Ford from what TMZ reported. But um, I hey, maybe fifth time's the charm, and this one sticks. I I mean, I don't know. I was over the moon when I read that Nicolas Cage got married during all this. I just uh, congratulations, you two. Hopefully, I hope you both have a very very happy marriage. Yeah, congrats. Good job. Job, job. <laughs> How does it feel that within the same calendar year, you and Nicolas Cage both tied the knot? Not to each other, obviously, but... <laughs> I, I feel like I'm Squisgar, and he's Toki, and I have to say, Stops copies me. Oh, Metalocalypse. I was like, oh my god, I literally can't tell what you're saying. <laughs> Metalocalypse, duh. What other show would I quote? King of the Hill? Simpsons? <laughs> South Park? Family guy. Grounded for life. <laughs> Grounded for life. I don't really quote it. I just talk about it a lot. <laughs> I just can't shut up about it. <laughs> Frankly, I think I've, honestly, I think I've quoted more to you from Secret Life of the American Teenager in the two episodes I rewatched recently than anything I've ever quoted to you from Grounded for Life. Because I just talk about that show. I don't really quote it. That's that's actually fair. Yeah. And I, I will just live vicariously through you for both of those shows because I don't really. Oh, my God. Did I tell you? Did I tell you the title, the retitle I gave to uh, Secret Life of the American Teenager? Yes. Wait, or, or did you? <laughs> no. Is it is it is it is there a different one than the one that I'd rather not censor on, Mike? <laughs> no, it's the one that starts with you. Yeah. OK. You definitely told me that. Yeah. <laughs> How far into that are you now, by the way? I don't know. Kelsey had a couple episodes on last week, and then I just kept saying the title of the show that I made up, and we laughed, and then we stopped watching it. We haven't watched it since. So uh, maybe, maybe like six or eight episodes in. I don't know. God, God bless you. I couldn't. Well, she that. also jumped ahead like two or three. <laughs> I, I come downstairs, and she and like it's the episode where like it's the episode after Amy tells her pregnant her pregnancy's parent. She tells her parents she's pregnant, and I was just like, Whoa. I was like, this feels really early, like, uh, or this seems much later on. She goes, oh, yeah, it's like three episodes after the two that you had watched, and I was like, oh, okay. How dare she? You two are a married couple. You two cannot skip around on shows like that. That's like Marriage 101. What What is going on? I don't care about that show. Okay, then all's fair then. Like, <laughs> yeah, who cares? <laughs> but not WandaVision. Secret though. Life Secret Life of the American Teenager should just be renamed to a sh to just Hey, it's a show where everyone's just obsessed with you're, That's all anyone ever thinks about on that show. You're just this this I know you've told me about it before, but I just can't get over your watching of like uh shows with teen te I, I, how can I phrase this without sounding creepy? Your your love of shows like Art Carly and your willingness to watch The Secret Life of the American Teenager, I I, it's a quirk of yours that I absolutely love. I mean it in all yeah. sincerity. I absolutely love it. I'm okay, <laughs> I'm down to get in touch with my feelings, and then get older and realize those feelings were stupid. <laughs> feelings are dumb. <laughs> feelings are dumb. Beers fun. Mm, mm. 
if you can't feel feelings or no, if you can't feel temperature, no more no. beer for you. <laughs> no. If you don't think if you don't think they're marketing to stupid people, Coors Light doesn't think you can tell how cold your beer is. <laughs> if you stop if you stop feeling feelings, no more beer. Because what the blue mounds are telling you is you're about to have a stroke. <laughs> thank you, Chris Porter. Oh my god. Yes, thank you, Chris Porter. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, well, to the next story then, uh, since we've said congrats to Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage! Seriously, <laughs> please do not put his kids in cages, and don't cage, his loved, uh, don't cage the cage man's love. Yeah, that ball's in your court, Rico. Make him happy. Uh, <laughs> our next story is a little bit of an update on award season, because I keep track of award season. Um, so I'm going to check out. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna like you're gonna like half of this. Uh, the Critics' Choice Awards first. Uh, for anybody that no. for anybody that bets on the Oscars, uh, this is probably no. your, this is your best reference for it. Um, nothing really stood out. Uh, everything was about as predicted. Uh, Nomadland, Best Picture. Congrats, Chadwick Boseman's more than likely gonna get a posthumous Oscar now. Um, uh, oh, the only other one I'll talk about is uh, the daughter from Borat one. So for best supporting actress, so she might actually get a shot at getting an Oscar, which hey, I good for you, I guess. <laughs> I didn't like that movie personally, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it's, it's what it was. What I want to talk to you about though, and I want to get your opinion on, is the Razzie Award nominees. These are the awards for the worst of the worst from 2020, and uh, they really get into it some of these nominees are actually pretty funny because they kind of finesse them a little bit like uh i'll just you this is the second time that we've tried recording this because earlier the call dropped four times in 10 minutes and turns out my computer needed updates um but the way you pitched it to me earlier was i like the way that they named some of these nominees because you were like they sound like how you would pitch them yeah exactly so um i won't read all of the nominees i do want to read two of them specifically though uh, the nominees for the worst films of 2020, uh, 365 Days. That was the very erotic Netflix movie, uh, Absolute Proof. Uh, that was, I believe, a documentary with, um, oh, I can't even remember anymore. And I thought the guy that was in it was nominated for whatever. Absolute Proof, whatever. I'm not going to watch it anyway. Uh, then the Robert Downey Jr. film Doolittle that came out last January. Fantasy Island, the Bloomhouse uh, kind of thriller horror remake of, well, I guess a spin on that premise. And then the Kate Hudson film that's been getting a lot of heat, Music. And that rounds out the uh, nominees for Worst Picture. Uh, and Nick, I know you didn't look this up, but you should take a minute to Google what kind of negative buzzes around music because it's actually pretty, is pretty that bad. The, is that the one where they got the girl to have like play someone with special needs that very much does not have special needs and she does not do a good job of acting it ding 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 we have a winner <laughs> oh yeah that movie's in a lot of a lot of heat for that um but anyway the um the other one i wanted to uh read is the worst screen combo category because i figured you get a big kick out of this these are any types of pairings. It's not specifically like a guy girl or like a buddy cop like guy guy. Like you'll see what I'm talking about. The first nominee is uh, Maria Bak uh, Bakalova. 
and Rudy Giuliani, parentheses, yes, that really is Rudy Giuliani, for Borat subsequent movie film. The second nominee is Robert Downey Jr. and his utterly unconvincing Welsh, in parentheses, accent for Doolittle. <laughs> uh, Lauren Lupkus and David Spade. Uh, they were the couple in uh, The Wrong Missy, that Netflix movie. And, and then uh, Adam Sandler and his grating simpleton voice for Hubby Halloween. Or Hubie Halloween. How are the hell you pronounce that? I don't care. <laughs> that looks stupid. And then the last nominee, uh, I deliberately read this out of order because I knew you were going to get the biggest kick out of this one. The last nominee is Harrison Ford and that totally fake looking CGI quote dog unquote for Call of the Wild. <laughs> get Call of the Wild. You suck. <laughs> uh, I knew you would like that category specifically because of that nomination. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, they. Uh, I think that's the only nomination for Call of the Wild. But yeah, Doolittle's all over this. Uh, Hillbilly Elegy's all over this for worst screenplay and um, one of the worst actress categories. Uh, but yeah, they're just kind of fun. Like the anti-Oscars, they're just kind of fun to look at and just make fun of. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Let's stop talking about awards. <laughs> uh, we, well, they're going to come up again next week because... Um, Boo! Well, listeners, by the time you're listening to this, on Monday the 15th, the actual Academy Award nominees will come out. So, obviously, we'll, if you're listening to us now, we're going to be addressing them next week. And that's and we tape, these, we tape these early, so that's why we're not talking about them now. But, yeah, Monday the 15th, look up who the Oscar nominees are, because we will definitely talk about that next week. Uh, next story going on. This is a Snyder Cut story, but it's not about Zack Snyder specifically, so calm down, Nick. It's actually a story. Yeah, uh, guys, on the 8th, a couple days ago, Justice League accidentally dropped early on HBO Max, uh, but that's not the surprising part. The surprising In- Indirectly. <laughs> yeah, the, the surprising part of this is that it appeared on HBO Max roughly around 12 p.m., 1 p.m. in the afternoon, but it only came up if you, for some reason, were trying to watch Tom and Jerry. <laughs> And it only lasted for like an hour. Yeah, it was it was just around like twelve or one. Like I like I I read it was somewhere around like noon lunchtime. And if somebody happened to put on Tom and Jerry for their kids around lunch, they got they got the Snyder cut instead. An R-rated yeah. superhero movie. <laughs> Mom, I want to watch the the cat and the mouse. I want to watch that. Do you play? Boom, boom, boom. Their world will crumble. Mommy, this isn't Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> Mommy, Tom and Jerry's not playing and I can't get rid of this cough. <laughs> the Skywalker. What are we going to do? <laughs> Dude, one of the other articles that um, you shared, like as a follow-up to this, cracked me up because one of them was like HBO Max releases a statement about the Snyder Cut dropping early. I know, that's hilarious. Like, you don't need a statement. You can just say, oops, our bad. Like, Well, that's all it what said. statement needs to be made? That's all it said was basically the equivalent of a tweet of just yeah, Snyder Cut dropped early, but we're taking it down within the hour. That's literally what the statement said. <laughs> I don't know. It's It's so weird, too, because like I don't know. I feel like 
this wasn't an accident. <laughs> like, oh, I, 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 I'm they, sure, I'm sure it was. I, I, I this like, one feels like an accident. Well, no, 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 no. I don't mean like a publicity stunt. I feel like it was an employee messing with them. Like, I might have been. You, you already have Tom and Jerry out. It's not like you switched up the file to put on the mainframe thing stuff. <laughs> but, um. Someone had to edit what was already there. That's what I think is like, I think it's an employee messing with, but I don't think it was like, they were just like, Hey, it's been 13 minutes since we had news about this movie that we just made up out of nowhere. Uh, make it come out instead of Tom and Jerry. Okay. Like, I don't think it was that, but I think it was like a disgruntled employee or someone that was like, I wonder if I push this button, what happens? Um, I think somebody may have accidentally like, while trying to, like, get Snyder Cut ready, because it is dropping on HBO Max in six days. Like, I think they were doing this preliminary stuff, and then somehow accidentally, instead of on its page, had it in Tom and Jerry's page, and they just found out too late after a couple people clicked play, and it's just like, oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God, stop! <laughs> Can you imagine? I just imagine the people that find out are just Randy Marsh, and it's just, like, slow draw in on their face. No, my God. <laughs> all the old people are at this one convention center. So that means when it's done, all the old people in town will be driving at the same time. Oh, my God. Oh, Shelly's at, Shelley's at Stan! a... Stan! Stan! Old people! Old people driving! Stan, I think your dad's on the bottle again. Stanley! Oh, Shelly's at the Shelly's at the Spider-Man musical with her boyfriend. Musical. Yeah. Shelly. <laughs> Shelly. Shelly. I still I still like uh, the Shining ripoff. Where's like, Stanley? Stanley boy, I'm coming. Stanley. Block, and then, and then the frozen and then was the a frozen great face, investment. <laughs> the frozen face, and they bring him the chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. <laughs> And an orange high C. <laughs> Do you want to hear the fattest thing I did in high school besides my regular order at Burger King? There was there was something worse? Dude, first of all, you. But second, um, <laughs> I one day, I don't know why, but for some really strange reason, I was ridiculously hungry. And I decided I was going to go to McDonald's for lunch. And I got... A large two cheeseburger meal and a twenty piece uh twenty piece chicken or McNugget McNugget, a large drink and like one or two apple pies and ate it and then went back to school. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember I remember too, like I ate it and I was like, I bet I could eat more and I was like, You're gonna die. You need to stop. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like like just like walking in after that and just like not even being like, like I wasn't full, like, okay. I was that level of full where like every, every time you start a story with, yeah, you know, okay. <laughs> like, like I have to explain a thought I haven't told you yet. So it makes sense in my mind. Um, but like, I, I was like, it like that level of full where you're like, you know what? I could stop eating, but it doesn't hurt, so I keep. I want to keep eating. That's the level of full I was at. I, 
I I I yeah. I run into that like, feeling. I, 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 I run into the full getting, feeling often. <laughs> I was contemplating eating like a McF- like getting a large McFlurry or something, and I was like, you just gotta stop and go back to school. <laughs> and then I remember, um, I remember one time coming back from lunch, and me and a friend of the pod went, and we would we would regularly uh, go to lunch together because we 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 made sure we had double lunch. We had a lunch period followed by a resource period. We went to lunch and our school had a stupid rule where you couldn't bring, you couldn't bring drinks back or food back. If you went out to lunch and we're walking in and he's in front of me when we around this corner and we see the Dean and uh, one of the football coaches that was like a weightlifting class instructor. Oh, um, that coach. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. They're standing there talking and the bell has the bells rung. And we're coming back from lunch, and they're like, and like we have both have sodas, but I still have a burger from lunch. And I saw the dean, I was like, oh crap! And I was like, get in front of me. And he he walks in front of me, and I just unzip his backpack and shove the burger in there, and then zip it back up. <laughs> and the the dean was like, toss, uh, take your final drink and toss them, boys. And so we took like we took our last drink of our soda and threw them in the trash. We walked back to the uh, it was our engineering teacher. And she was like, yeah, I, you guys have resource. You guys can just come hang out here. Because the next class we had was we had her class. So we would just go there and be like, all right, we got like five minutes before the bell rings. So we still got time. And so we, t- we walk in and she would regularly see us come in with like drinks. And she'd know where we went to lunch. And she goes, no drinks. And I was like, yeah, we ran into the dean. He made us throw him away. And she goes, oh, okay. So we're sitting there for like two minutes. And she turns around and I'm eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> She's like, I thought you ran into the dean. I was like, I shoved it in his backpack. <laughs> I couldn't put the drink in there. <laughs> they saw the drink. They didn't see the burger. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's why I always ate my food in my car. <laughs> no, it's because you were lonely. Oh, I I went out with people. <laughs> Screw you. Did I did I ever tell you? I remember about- going to I remember going to lunch with you one time, and like we got. We got back with like a ridiculous amount of time before we needed to go inside. And I was like, all right, what do we do? And you're like, I don't know. I usually just sit in my car. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I still do that. Like, I always like getting to work early. Like, I just, I, I like having, I like having at least like 15 minutes to just zone out and just dick around on my phone and just like not worry about like having, I, I, that's, that's one pet peeve of mine is like getting to work or something I need to do, like, five minutes early, so I'm, like, pacing into the door to, like, feel like I'm on time. Because I was I was raised on, like, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And then if you're late, then you're screwed. So I always try to get to places early. If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, you're pregnant. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, 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 was, my, I was raised kind of the similar way. I, I treat Kelsey like how my mom treats my dad, which is I say we need to be somewhere 30 minutes before... Uh, we actually need to be there because we'll be on time. Nice. That's a good way to do it. If like that's the habit. <laughs> be, we're, but also working from home for the past pretty much year, I've had days where I've had to be at be at my be at the office or not not work from home. Um, I I basically get done with lunch in like ten or fifteen minutes. So I'm like, oh, what do I do? And so I just play video games until my lunch break is over. <laughs> And then what? You just turn on your emails and then back to video game. <laughs> no, no. Once my lunch break is over, I'm back. I'm back to work. But 
it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I just have like a ridiculous amount of time. Right. Dude, that... I wonder how Need for Speed Underground 2 is. Wee. <laughs> Wee. <laughs> I have to boot up my Nintendo Wii. <laughs> All right. Well, the so how about we just move to the next story? Um I'm actually Not like we're stalling. <laughs> I'm calling an audible because I didn't actually have this in the lineup beforehand. I just realized I didn't add it on here. But um, I want, we need to give a shout out to Los Angeles, California. You are finally allowed to have movie theaters next week. Like, not next week based on when you we're taking You still have it. the homeless problem, but <laughs> movies. Yeah, your theaters are supposedly opening the week of the 19th. So literally this upcoming weekend, if you're listening to this when it drops, you guys can finally start going back to theaters. You are the last holdouts. Congratulations, guys. You can finally get back to normal in terms of movie going, even though you're only open at 25% from what I saw. But congrats, guys. But you still you still have the homeless problem. And ridiculous taxes. So, yeah, at least you got movie theaters again. And that means Regal can finally yeah, open back up. Yeah, way to go, up. I guess. <laughs> I'm just glad that means that Regal can open back up and the box office can actually start getting more life into it because there was a nice spike when New York opened back up, which was really really good for the future of movie theaters which uh finally i mean obviously we've we don't need to rehash anything but like the fact that the, the movie theaters now with la starting to open up and like there's going that we're finally like on a real track to semi-normalcy we'll just see what the fallout is when we get numbers for like if say this summer we can actually all see black widow in theaters with 100 percent or even 75 percent capacity but la was the final domino it's finally fallen all theaters in the country are open back up so congrats la i just wanted to throw that out there <laughs> so you still have that homeless problem but yes. get on that <laughs> yeah priorities uh so the next story um this actually uh sorry if this is going to be a little bit shorter than you guys usually expect from us but uh we're already at our last major news story before trailer talk well, i can ramble for 20 minutes about stuff what do you want to talk about Oh, no, we still got three things we're going to talk about. This is just the last, like, news story before the trailers. Uh, Netflix has been making waves since uh, Thursday night, uh, Thursday the 11th, that is, when it was reported that they are actually starting to crack down on password sharing uh, in select territories around the globe, like, not specifically in the United States, uh, all around the globe in very small markets. They have been... Having pop-ups come up on people's screens, verifying that they live in the household of who is paying for the account that they log into. I don't, don't, don't know how they necessarily track the person down. It just, people on Twitter were posting pictures of, uh-oh, I, I have to start paying for Netflix and like things like that. So, here's the thing. This is just a test. So, Nick, what do you think is the most likely outcome what do you think uh if this does get implemented is going to happen i mean like are you surprised even that netflix is just now doing this like what do you what do you think about this first of all i want to I, I do want to say i don't have a problem with this uh it's in the terms of agreement when you sign up that you are not going to share your password so if they would enforce a term that you signed for you don't have the right to be freaked out by it uh, I don't think they're really going to stick with this because people will freak out. And I think it's, I think they stand to have a lot of bad publicity where it's like, 
at that at that point you're like really scrounging for prices and i think the reason being a hundred percent the reason being is the i don't know about loss of accounts but loss of interest in their product because of all the other streaming apps to where they're like all right uh, we got to really like crack down on some on some stuff we've been letting be loose just because of uh, people not using our app as much as they, they used to or they're probably getting slightly less money for something I don't know but I'm I'm not surprised by it I'm not outraged by it but at the same time I really don't see this sticking around because I think it's I think it's too much bad publicity. Yeah, I I'm in the same ballpark of like, well, of course, yeah, you're they're allowed to enforce it if they so want to because everybody says that you're not supposed to share passwords, but I I guess they are looking at it in a sense of just like we have this many people but we've only had this many views, so I could see why they would want to like actually try to crack down on that to get that number more realistic and even, but at the same time if people are watching it, like, through the service, that means they're not pirating it. And I haven't checked on what, like, actual real-time pirate numbers are like in a long time. But they have to take that into consideration, too, as to if they want to risk pirating numbers specifically about from their programming to go up. Or if they outright, like, if the numbers, like, dip even lower than they expect and they actually lose people. Like, uh, one of our friends on the of the show commented on the post when I shared it. Um, that people like to divvy up who does what. Like, he said that he pays for a couple things and then his sister pays for a couple things and they just pay each other back to, like, balance out the books. So, because they don't live in the same house, like, now you just get to cherry pick and it could backfire in you that way where it just kind of levels the playing field in that sense of just like, okay, well now we literally have to choose. We can't literally have the freedom and just like have this weird system where we're all paying each other. So they all get money in a way, but we're all getting to enjoy the content legally. So do they really want to risk that backfiring even worse than like that hypothetical? I think, I think you are on the right path and thinking that same way as I have been. Yeah. Yeah. It's just to the people that are outraged that they're doing that. They're like, Oh my God, how could they do this? they legally are allowed to and frankly you acknowledged it so you're breaking the terms of your agreement but at the same time it's just it's i I don't see how this really benefits them especially in the public perception um and with how many streaming apps are coming out now is not the time to fall out of favor with them um oh yeah but yeah there's people like me that literally like in the span of three weeks like while I was sick, I signed up for AMC Plus, and then, I don't know, we'll see how these six weeks go, but I may or may not stick with Criterion Channel. And then that's two more channels yeah. that I, I have when I already also have Netflix, Hulu, Prime, uh, Hoopla, even though Hoopla's free, uh, Showtime. Hoopla. Like, <laughs> I have I have so many apps. <laughs> it's, I'm one of the, I'm, I'm the, the I, I have so many. I have frankly too many because i don't use all of them daily but um <laughs> speaking of speaking of something that people have a lot of breaking news from the entertainment world singer and actress jennifer lopez has called off her two-year engagement to alex rodriguez oh my god i did see that earlier oh i completely forgot so, about that too so as sad as we all are about the story that none of us care about 
Are you getting a little choked up for for poor A Rod? <laughs> no, don't care. He's a douche, and uh, <laughs> not the reaction I, don't I like expected. Him. I like this. No, I, I mean, do you want to dish a little more? Like, <laughs> no, like in ter- in terms of modern baseball players, like current bit or like post end of steroid era people that got caught using steroids the only person i think that's a bigger prick is ryan braun because he so adamantly fought saying that he didn't do peds that he got a ups driver fired because he said he didn't he contaminated the sample and then it turned out like no he actually was doing steroids um and then a rod just it's such a diva like oh my god man He's a good announcer. I will give him that. Like, I think he's a decent announcer, but just like all the stuff from his playing days where it's like, can you stop involving yourself in drama for three minutes? Damn. I, I never really follow their relationship or like, well, you know, I don't follow baseball that super closely. I just happened to see that pop up on my, like the Apple news, like JLo and A-Rod no more. Like, so yeah, that's why I didn't, that's why I didn't share it on our wall, but uh, it sucks to ever it sucks to ever see a relationship fall apart. They seemed like they were like doing pretty good, I guess. But they're two egomaniacs. Of course, it didn't work. <laughs> J Lo J Lo at least knows how to put on a Super Bowl show. We gotta give her that. And she was awesome in Hustlers two years ago. Super Super Bowl show. You mean show her vagina on TV? Like that's all she did. She was like, boom, crotch shot, boom, crotch shot, boom, boom, boom. No one was thinking of the children. You remember the last time the Super Bowl actually cared about the children? You know what I'm, which one I'm talking about? No. I think it was I think it was a KTO video. Um, the worst? Or no, 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 no. It was um, um, oh, the worst Super Bowl ever. Um, the guys from uh, oh, Vox owns them. Uh. Oh, I forgot what their new channel... They rebranded their channel name. I forgot what it was called now. But um, they made a series of worst ever videos about sports. Yeah. And it was the worst Super Bowl halftime show ever. It was... God, that was, yeah. that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that one. I remember the Cardinals actually are on that list of worst something ever. They're, they're winners of the worst World Series ever. Oh, yeah. I watched um, that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, look, that's the, that is the first... Um, first sports championship that one of my teams won after I really got into sports. The Packers technically were the first one to win one while I was alive, but I was so young. I wasn't into football really at the time. Um, but the Cardinals, like that was the first world championship they won. And I remember, I love that world series, but like I've watched the games in recent years. I'm like, these games suck. There was like no, like one game. I think the one game the Cardinals lost was close. Um, there was a big comeback in one of the games where the Cardinals won, but like it was just sloppy. It, it was a really sloppy series from the Detroit Tigers, and the Cardinals didn't really do a whole lot to win the series. The Tigers did a whole lot to lose the series. I feel kind of the same way. Like I kind of want to ask. I mean, I don't feel the same way, but like I would want to ask um, if a, a Seahawks fan or a Broncos fan could objectively look at, say. Super Bowl 49 or Super Bowl 50 and admit that outside of the fact that their teams won the Super Bowl, those games objectively were terrible too. <laughs> Dude, that that Seahawks Broncos Super Bowl, my god, that was just unpleasant to watch. I can 
I am willing to say on Mike that I was at a party and was partying so much by halftime. I literally stopped watching the game. <laughs> Dude, I remember I remember fake reports swirling around on the internet about Peyton Manning supposedly throwing that game, like the Broncos losing on purpose because they were such like favorites. And they were like and I, I remember I was like, here's the thing. It's obviously fake, but the fact that something obviously fake kind of makes sense with how bad that Super Bowl was. Dude, I I will never like understand. it was. I'll it, never like, I read that the game. I read the article that was being shared saying that it was fixed, and I was like, "This is all such garbage." And I was like, "It's all such fabricated lies." But the fact that the game was so bad that it would kind of make sense, I was like, "That's how bad that game was." Yeah, I I feel the same way about fifty because Peyton also played so terrible in that game. But like he he got to ride off into the sunset as a champion. But I watch watching highlights of that game <laughs> since then, like in the years since, like. Oh my god, the that only, Super Bowl was terrible too. <laughs> the only highlight from that game that even exists is the Von Miller is two is two fumbles. One where the Broncos recovered it for a touchdown, or at least on like the two yard line. And then another one where Cam Newton just didn't dive on the ball. That's the only highlights from that game. Yeah. Well, because nothing else happened. The whole story was that Cam Newton, the number one pick of that draft, and Von Miller, the number two pick of that draft. Blue scored a goal. Hey, there it is. <laughs> the return of the siren. <laughs> Oops. Way to forget. I thought the game was until 9.30, not 9. I'm sorry. Oh, that's funny. Uh, the return of the siren. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't I don't think we need to have this be a recurring thing, but <laughs> I kind of, I got to lie. The fact that both of them have been spontaneous and you genuinely are like, oh, crap, my bad. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think the game started for another 20 minutes, my bad. Oh my god, that's funny. That, uh, I think that's a good... Kelsey just texted me, she goes, yay, they scored! <laughs> <laughs> Better see if the game's on TV. <laughs> that's funny. Oh my god, I think that's a good a good sign we need to go ahead and get into our last, uh, our last bit of uh, the Brownie Bites episode. Uh, some trailer talk. Uh, both of these you brought to my attention. I didn't find any trailers to add to this myself, but um, that's because I do all the work. <laughs> you you found <laughs> you found two documentaries. Um, I actually found a real trailer for uh the first one. We'll talk about Long Live Rock. Um, what you shared was just like a little thirty second teaser. Um, so I went to the website it said at the end longliverock.com, and I watched the two and a half minute like real trailer. I I'm in I'm intrigued. It seems it seems kind of interesting, like uh, from the aspect of just like there's still like hard rock fans, even though like the Grammys ignore us. But like, well, we still have a thousand moshers every show or like, I mean, the, the way they say it. But I, I'm intrigued. It looked interesting. I think. Yeah, I think it looks interesting. I'd like to watch it. Um, probably won't, but I'd like to watch it. It's it said it was available to rent. I think it, I, I didn't see how much it was, but I think there was a rent option. Probably ten bucks. I mean, this movie's right up your alley too, being such a hard rock fan that you are. Yeah, I'd I'd like to watch it. It's just I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna remember to. Basically, the the lineup. I remember the lineup itself too was pretty impressive. Like it literally, like, uh, oh my god, I don't have it in front of me, but like uh, Metallica and uh, Skinner and uh, oh my god, there was Skinner. Dude, there was it literally had like 30 artists listed on the uh 
uh, on the at the end of the trailer where it was like featuring i was like oh my god like this looks like a lot i thought it was just like some fan servicey thing that like the band's like self-produced but like this it looked like once i saw the real trailer it looked like it was it would be an interesting like legit like homage to like hard rock still here and we're not going anywhere dude yeah metallica's been involved in a lot of documentaries kind of similar to that but the one that i actually would really like to see i can't remember what it was titled but essentially it's about absentee fathers and james talks about his absentee father and i've seen his part one of his interviews from it and it's actually pretty like not gut-wrenching, but, like, pretty hard to actually hear, like, oh, my God, that's what someone went through. Because he's like, yeah, dude, like, my mom died and my dad wasn't there. He's like, uh, what do we do? Uh, and then he talks about, like, because his family was um, uh, Christian scientists. And he, he at some point, he goes, yeah, my dad and I kind of got close towards the end of his life. And he's like, why do you think mom died? And he said his dad just, like, jumped around the question. He goes, and he goes, I told him I thought it was because of him. And I was like. Man, that must have been a really awkward conversation. Jesus. Dude, yeah. you, you need a... I would or, like to see that one. Uh, I'm going to try to actually Google that one. I'm going to write that down so I can actually figure that out. Uh, James Headfield Daddy Issues movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, James Dad. I'll remember what that says. Uh, <laughs> um, the last trailer, though, um, that we're going to talk about is uh, an HBO documentary from director... Antoine Fuqua and producers Ron Howard and Brian Grant. <laughs> uh, sorry, and producers uh, Ron Howard and Brian Grazer. Uh, the day sports stood still. It actually debuts uh, not too long from when you guys are listening to this. Uh, it'll it, be on HBO Max on the 24th. And what's funny is the first trailer I saw for it was on the 11th, which uh, going through my Facebook memories for the past two days a year ago was nothing but leagues shutting down players testing positive and just indefinitely not knowing what was going on. Dude, this was literally a year ago then from when we decided to stop going to theaters for the show. Oh yeah. And, and then like two looked, days, our, two days before the face- theater shut down. <laughs> I look, I looked at our Facebook memories and you tagged me in your post. And then I made a link to your post about why I kind of didn't want to go because I remember being in customer service all the time and hearing, I can't believe you're open through this for random holidays or bad weather. And just being like, I don't feel like being the type of person to put someone through that. So I'd rather not go, but like, yeah, uh, the hunt review came out a year ago today or not the, I don't know if the hunt review. Yeah. The hunt review came out because we said, this is the last time we're going to theaters for a while. Um, yeah, but that came out. Um, I remember watching TV on the 11th and watching a hockey game. And then being on Facebook and or ESPN saying that the NBA suspended their season. I mean, like, what the hell? And just like looking through it. And then the NHL shortly afterward put out a statement saying, hey, we're not canceling tonight, but we'll let you know tomorrow. Dude. And then uh, uh, some writer for the, I think the St. Louis Post-Dispatch or stltoday.com wrote an article about uh, a year ago today, he covered the weirdest um, baseball game he'd ever seen. He's like, the record didn't matter. And not only that, fans were very much not focused on the game. Like it was a really weird vibe. Dude, I remember I it, it was a year, yeah, I, well, obviously a year ago, but I was 
I was just kind of doing the same thing. I was just off of work and I mean, I wasn't watching sports, but I was, um, I was just constantly checking my phone. I was thinking about planning out when to see the hunt. And then I think it was blood spot was the other movie, like trying blood to plan. Sport. I was trying to pl- plan bloodshot, out- bloodshot. Yeah. I was trying to plan out the schedule and like, um, it just thinking about my weekend itself, like while my ex was at work and we were just dabbling with the idea until eventually we both just mutually agreed, but you were the one that said it first. You, when you brought up just like, dude, this, I pushed you pretty hard on it. Like I, I not, not that it was hard to get you to move, but I was much more like, dude, I'm really not wanting to do that. You raised the, you raised the flags, um, you raised the flags and waved them at me like as hard as you could just like you because you were like more struck i suppose like because i was seeing all the same stories just like oh my god i guess it was just like sinking in with me slower because you were the one that was just like uh-uh no that's no we're done no uh no yeah. going to theaters like you I've, you were in full I've panic done, mode and i was in denial mode <laughs> i've i've done a lot more customer facing jobs than you you say that but i've had a lot of them <laughs> you've had a lot of them but i've done the customer service part longer like i had more years in it i think i mean I it's not i mean it's not a and then it's not a whizzing contest but we both have customer service experience <laughs> yeah no, i'm not saying it as a contest i'm saying like I, I think i the reason i was more in it was i was like i really know customer service and then also i have i'm an asthmatic so this stuff is alarming to me and i was like i am not doing like well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going out in public willy nilly anymore. And then it was like, frankly, movie fits, movies fit into willy nilly. Like, I, th- I think I told you, but and I think it even showed up in the recording. As I think I said, I was like, this podcast is not essential to our lives. Like, we like doing it, but at the same time, if it vanished, we would be bummed out, but it wouldn't like have a negative impact on our lives. So we're just not gonna go to theaters. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, and that's what I was getting at was that, like, you were the one that, like, really was gung-hoing at it first, and right in really hindsight 2020, I'm glad one of us was, because it, it wasn't gonna be me, like, I was, I was in that denial state of just, like, oh my god, is this really that bad, and you were the one to understand the reality better than I did at the moment, it's just like, oh, is this bad, is this bad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to pull the shoot. <laughs> but god, literally, like, you. You, you're the person where, like, in a zombie movie, when, like, the zombie outbreak starts happening, he gets kind of frozen in his tracks of trying to understand everything, and then I'm the guy that's like, uh, move. Dude, seriously, like, a literal year ago now, like, because we always, like, just kind of broadly just like, oh, yeah, well, it's been a year, and all we've been doing this for a year, like, t- the day that we're recording this, the, the, the 12th, like. Is a year since the episode dropped where we said we are done, like, that's kind of nuts. Yeah, it's now literally been a year, and it's and I, it's funny. It's funny too, because like reading the po- reading the posts, we didn't really think it was like we didn't think it was gonna last a year, but we you could kind of tell we also were like this isn't gonna be like a two week thing, dude. I, we are in a much much better spot than we were a year ago. I mean, if we're being completely real, like, and I. Not because of who the president is, but because, like, there's other evidence to suggest that realistically summer, if not fall, we should be okay a year and a half later. Like, yeah, it was a year and a half of pure for a lot, a lot of people. But 
honestly, like, it's 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 so weird thinking about it now. And the fact that, like, there is hope right now on the anniversary versus just even back in November when it was all well, doom. Like, that was is... that was the thing that was weird because, yeah, going, like, in November, it was like, oh, crap, this is the season people get sick and we've got, like, the sickness. Yeah. Like, that we've we've got a pretty big thing that we're trying to prevent but a year later like I, the thing is i remember it really ties into the conversation that we had um when theaters were opening and you're like they're opening we can go back and i was like i'm not cool with going back just because they're open like just because they're open is kind of like where we were at when we were when we were saying hey they're open but i don't want to go because six like when it was like what was it may or june and it was like oh they're gonna open i was like dude they just have precautions in place they don't actually have like if you get this here's how to treat it like yeah or a vaccine i was like i'm not comfortable going but like i said a couple weeks ago because i i heard something too i think with the new stimulus i think biden said he was like working on something to really push for governors to have it to where adults of all ages can get the vaccine by may um yeah, he's like he's trying to like mandate that with this money, like this is the budget you need to make sure everybody in all fifty states are vaccinated by May. Yeah, because I think he said the push for him was to try and get the country back to as close to normal as possible by July fourth. But, um, but it but it's one of those things where it's like you know, once I'm vaccinated in full, I've I've said it before, I'm very comfortable going back to the theater on us, you know regular to somewhat regular basis because you know what they've got their precautions in place and i will have some treatment in me to help prevent the disease i'm fine with that um and that's something that you know a year ago it was like oh yeah uh we have to shut down to contain this thing well what happens if you get it uh, we don't really have a plan um just right. lock yourself away and try not to give it to other people's like oh okay that's the best plan is deal with it if you get it like bummer uh figure it out it's like oh that sucks um i eat well get yeah. it well i had it i had it a month ago and that's still the battle plan <laughs> For, yeah i know i heard something too where they've uh i saw it on the news something about like there's some new what did they call it like the holy grail like some pill that um it's passing clinical trials because it's it's stopping it. They said, quote unquote, the scientists working on it said it's stopping it in its tracks. So like Yo. a year later, like a year, I yeah, did, a year I did, later, I there's, there's hope. That. And yeah, so it's, it's one of those things where like a year later, like just to think back like a year ago, how out of control it felt where it was like, uh, and that's the thing too. Like people are like, oh my God, it spread so fast. It's like they started testing like, it could um, have been it could have been all around us before that we don't know but that's yeah. when they started testing for it was because the one person got it and they're like okay it is in america we need to start testing for like the when we see these symptoms and then it just started popping up everywhere well now that the yeah, guy that, the now guy that, we that can catch the, it yeah the first positive test it likely was in america was likely not the first positive person in america because oh, it was the first person not. to test positive yeah um but yeah, like, and then it was just like, it seemed like it was out of control. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe it's just because we didn't, maybe it's been around us for longer. We just didn't know to test for it. But um, that that's getting into like high level thinking that we're not here to do. But 
yeah and we're uh, already at our time limit we usually try to keep at but um but yeah. the bigger the bigger but point the bigger point day the day the sports stood still getting to revisit all that only a couple months after i watched a documentary about how poorly our previous president handled just the uh, up to that point what i watched it back in november i think like how he handled it up to that point of the pandemic too i just well the day <laughs> the thing that's interesting about like the day the sports stood still is the only day that i can think of that would be similar to it is 9-11 because that is a day that all sport like the events of that day have nothing to do with sports right and then yeah all the sports leagues were like hard stop. We got to figure out a, a battle plan. And it was just like, when are they going to happen again? Yeah, we don't know. We got more important stuff to worry about. And that's what uh, a year ago was like, like I like just yeah. watch it. Like I remember talking with people at work before it happened. I was like, when are they going to stop sports? Because some leagues, I think we talked about it too. in one of the Brownie bite segments is it's almost like, a game of chicken where no one wanted to be the first league or the first movie or the first thing to cancel. Oh, the blues scored again. Um, right in the middle of serious talk. <laughs> um, but, uh, sorry, I'm just writing that down so you can boost the audio so people can hear that. We don't just blather, blather randomly. That's it's all good. I, um, um, but what I'm getting at is, like, no one wanted to be the first one to cave of we canceled. But the moment they did cancel, it's like, all right, we have precedent. Full stop this and just lock yourselves at home and wait it out. Yeah. I, I, dude, I remember, I remember watching MLB Network and NHL Network for two months with no news to report. No transactions, no injuries, no highlights, nothing. And it was weird. Dude, I, yeah, I still, I still remember most of that pretty vividly. Like I didn't watch it as intently as you did, but I, I remember listening to the, well, some sports podcasts that were like, we're a sports podcast and there's literally no sports. <laughs> well, I we, think, that's kind of the, the issue we ran into, like a lot of movie podcasts similar to ours ran I remember Lights, Camera, Barstool. Like, they're just like, uh, uh, there's not really anything other than movie cancellations. Here's an old movie to review. Like, we yeah. We, well, yeah, we all had to jump on the same boat. Like, we just had oh. to, like, like, it was Hands fun. Uh, speaking of the day the sports stood still and lights, camera, barstool, I remember listening to, I don't remember the episode number, but I remember listening to their episode. They recorded as, uh, the NBA player tested positive and like Trill, like I, I wish I kept that episode. It's an, it is a very eerie episode to listen to because uh, the guy that I like the most on there, uh, Trill Ballins, he's someone's talking about something and he goes, so-and-so uh, the Utah jazz game got suspended or delay or canceled because a player tested positive. Three seconds later, he says it's this player NBA. And then three seconds later, NBA season is canceled. And then you could like that podcast episode, you just listen to the world come to a stop 
And then they're like, oh, yeah, we have to record, like, a movie review and talk about movie news and have a funny list of something. Yeah. It's... That was a year ago, guys. A year ago was, oh, my God, what do we do? And now it's like, oh, yeah, we just wear masks and social distance and just wait for our chance to get the thing to... uh, help us protect ourselves against the uh, against the virus like well honestly the fact that it's only been a year really like now that we've learned more really, over, yeah over the year the the, the the all that we've learned about like all that actually goes into like getting a vaccine and like making procedures like doing all this on the fly the fact that it, we're projecting to be over this in like a year and a half or a year and two-thirds like the literal world record for for this kind of turnaround, how unprecedented it was that we were actually able to, well, here a year now, na- a year out now, thinking that we were going to be out of this in just a year, was was a pipe dream. That was like best case scenario, and the fact that we actually pulled this off like makes me happy for the well, human we're... will and the human spirit that actually like all the people that are actually doing the important jobs, the real essential work, like. Jesus Christ! Like the the fact what, that we've we've gotten about, to this point is in, truly incredible. What about us talking? It was this was conversations off mic, but like us talking and just being under the delusion that it was only going to be like a couple months, and it's like, no, this is long haul mode. Oh my God! I don't know when I I can't remember specifically when I realized like, oh my God! Like we're what was I? I, you I may realized have... it much after I did. I I was kind of in the beginning like, okay, it's probably going to be a couple months, and then like I started seeing some stuff, and I was like. Yeah, this isn't a couple months. This is a indefinite. We'll let you know when it's not. I think it may have been. I don't. God, I don't know. I remember when we hit six months. Like that was a big milestone in my head of just like, oh, oh my god, yeah. Literally, this episode is six months. We've been doing it like this for six months. I remember that being a real daunting moment for me of just like, oh my god, like, it's not we still don't have a, a clear path to anything and this has been half a year like i remember that being like a real like midlife crisis moment kind of for me yeah. just <laughs> i i remember the or not remember but like the the most shocking thing for me is when it's like yeah it's only been a year and it's like jesus christ it feels like 10 like I, and 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 I don't mean, and I don't mean, I don't mean it to be like, oh, this is just ridiculous and terrible. I, I just mean like, you think about like all the stuff that's happened is like, dude, this is like a decade of life in a year. Yeah, I, we don't need to like keep reminiscing or anything like that. Like honestly, like yeah, I kind do. of, I kind of want to <laughs> add, I kind of want to add the day the sports stood still to the calendar. Like if we can squeeze that in, I'm down to watch. It's on HBO Max, right? Yeah, no, it's not a problem of us watching it. It's just I'll have to look at the calendar and see what um, we already had scheduled for that. Because I, shocker, listeners, I don't have your time machine. <laughs> but that would be, um, oh, that's Snyder Cut Week. That could be our second film with Snyder Cut Week. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I mean, um, unless you want to. Pick no, no, no. What I'm what I'm getting at is because we off mic we talked about potentially just because of how long Snyder Cut is not having another uh not having a time machine just doing Snyder Cut and then the bonus episode and a brownie bites. Yeah, because and, Snyder Cut is four hours long. <laughs> but but what I'm getting at is I really do want to see this. Like it could be complete crap. I don't know, but like I really do want to see this documentary to be like, oh yeah, I remember when all this was happening. 
So I'm I'm down for making it the second movie of the week and not having a time machine. Let's let's save the formal announcement because I do think a four hour Snyder cut is worth considering actually doing a second movie, but we listeners, we're gonna leave you hanging in suspense with that. We are well, well over time and that siren will go off again. So <laughs> Also I farted and it smells and I need to get out of this chair. <laughs> you need to get out of here before Nala lights a match. <laughs> oh dear God, no! <laughs> Meow, mofo. Boom. <laughs> she saw something outside the window today, just to make this go longer, um, <laughs> I think, because she was, like, on top of her perch in the loft, and she was just, like, looking out the window. She's like, meow, meow. Nala is not a very vocal cat. Meow, meow. I went out, and her tail was, like, three times the size it normally is, and I was like, oh, what do you see? Is it the thing that decapitates bunnies? Some Bringing cat- it full circle. Some some cat was flipping her off across your backyard. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the, it was the side window. But what I'm getting at is bringing it back full circle to where we started with with the decapitated bunny. <laughs> it's a, it all comes back to the bunny because we didn't put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you put the bunny back in? The, oh God, where's its head? <laughs> it's like seven what's in the box <laughs> it's a rabbit head and he's like what god i think there's i think that's the best place to end this episode uh that is it for this week's brownie bites news update we're gonna take a break and when we come back we're gonna remind you guys what our films we will be talking about this week are we'll be right back All right, everybody, that is it for this Brownie Bites News update episode. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Thank you, Isla Marfa Fugue. Yeah, <laughs> jinx. <laughs> Thank you, Isla Marfa Fugue, for the bumper music, as always. We really appreciate it. This week for our film reviews, our first review is the new Netflix film, the controversial Netflix film starring Rosamund Pike. I care a lot. Again, it is on Netflix. And that review is going to be coming out on Tuesday for you guys. And we will decide what we think of this controversial movie. Is it good? Is it great? Is it somewhere in between? We will decide. Uh, Nick, how about you remind people what uh, our second review of the week is going to be? Our second review of the week, we're going to be lucky that the 100 shot of Nas doesn't blow the welds on the intake in The Fast and the Furious. Yes, our second review is not only The Fast and the Furious, it is the start of something special that we've been teasing and wanting to do forever, and it's finally Our own little baby. Uh, it is it is the start of a two-month-long, two-month-long, I have to say <laughs> it again. Long enjoyment for me and torture for Dan. Yes, yes, it is the start of a full series recap. We haven't done it since Star Wars, but listeners... I by the time uh, you see uh, our review for that, because I'm saving the photo for when that episode actually drops, you will see this, and I'm showing it for you, Nick. Sorry, listeners. This beautiful box set. That... Oh God, it's so beautiful. I just, I just. Oh God. <laughs> this beautiful 4K box set I got of all the movies minus Hobbs and Shaw, because that's how much I care about you guys in the show. I am watching these movies in full 4K. So, <laughs> but we will still let you know where any of them are streaming at the time they drop. So. Fast and Furious is on HBO Max. I Care A Lot is on Netflix. Nick, remind everybody where they can reach out to us in the meantime. 
Facebook, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema, Instagram, Brownie underscore points underscore guide, and Twitter at Brownie underscore cinema, as well as Brownie Points Guide to Cinema at gmail.com. The show logo, the bowl of popcorn with a brownie in it, is the profile picture for everything. Make sure you send us Brownie Bites ideas, whether they're topics to discuss, countdowns to do, or movie trailers to review, as well as movies to review, whether they're in theaters or streaming, new releases or time machines. Find us on Letterboxd. Dan is D, big D, Brownie49. I'm on there. I don't know what mine is. Um, send us, or I don't even know what you do on Letterboxd. I just you got mine to follow Dan. Uh, but also, uh, leave us reviews uh, on whatever platform you listen to us on. Five-star reviews, the highest one you can leave us. And words, reviews, too. Those are really, really good. If we start getting some, I'll read them on air. Shane, again, although this is actually the first time you're hearing it, um, this is my challenge to you, is write a review so I can read it on the show and I can prove to people that I'm not lying. Yeah, funny story. He may have <laughs> reached to us. To, he may have reached out to us already before. Uh, <laughs> before we taped this. <laughs> oh, did he leave a review? No, not a review. He was just messaging us private. <laughs> or he oh. was messaging. Okay, uh, let me clarify. He was messaging me privately about something cool that he's doing that um, I won't say on mic because I don't know if he'd be cool with that. But <laughs> he was talking. He was asking me questions about specific types of movies and. <laughs> Also, Shane, I'm the one that I check is the uh, Apple Podcast one. So if you could leave it on there, and if that means that you have to buy an Apple product, um, we won't reimburse you. But if you could find a way <laughs> to leave it on the Apple Podcast thing uh, without us reimbursing you, that'd be great. He he's he's a successful man in america so that means he just automatically has an iphone doesn't it doesn't everybody have iphones i'm assuming he, i'm assuming he does <laughs> shane email us specifically that answer <laughs> from your iphone <laughs> uh but yes guys we will always be here in your ears on apple Podcasts, spotify google play anchor.com and all other major podcasting platforms here and around the globe Shout out to you, Ireland. You are still the number one country outside of the United States that listens to us, so we really appreciate it. Guys, uh, yeah, we kind of had that realization here on mic, for real. Um, it's literally been a year since everything kind of shut down, but we are getting close to the end, it seems like, but that won't become a reality unless you all wear your mask, wash your hands, Open your ears and your hearts to be empathetic. Give a damn about each other. And that is how 2021 is going to just turn the world around and be better than 2020. That is all we got for you on this episode. I care a lot on Tuesday and Fast and the Furious is on Thursday. We will see you then. Jordan Bennington of the St. Louis Blues last night signed a six-year extension. Um, and I just want to go on record to say I'm very happy about this. I'm a big Jordan Bennington fan. Uh, but... What makes me even more excited is the fact that he has told the story about when he incited a riot at a minor league hockey game on Spit and Chicklets. I'm telling you, do yourselves a favor. Listen to that story. I played it for Dan, and he will agree. It's hilarious. <laughs> The last nominee is Harrison Ford and that totally fake looking CGI quote dog unquote for Call of the Wild. Get Call of the Wild, you suck. <laughs>